get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Chris Field. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Parker Clayer. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And Alex Sennard. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Crockett and Tubbs. And we watched The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Now, journalistic integrity is very important to the heart of this podcast. As such, I would like to give full disclosure. We are somewhat biased when it comes to this movie. Parker stars as the lead character in this movie, so we're not going into this tabula rasa necessarily, but we will give this an honest assessment. So take that as far as you'd like. It's hard to watch your own work, but it's the only way to really hone your craft and grow as an actor slash content creator and producer. First time I saw you, man, on screen, 2006. Your face is big as a house. I am. Uh... Hairlines never looked better. <laughs> never looked younger. Just a, just a prototypical high schooler. Don't mind me. I'm the new kid. I like to drag race. <laughs> okay, in all seriousness, Tokyo Drift has uh, long been hailed, uh, especially by Alex, as the greatest of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Sorry, Chris. You're going to have to correct yourself. I did say the greatest movie ever made that too <laughs> well that's to i mean when you say best fast and furious that's what you're saying yeah pretty much just want to make sure the people understand where i fall in this movie it's important yeah okay <laughs> uh this stand for though <laughs> this movie is magical and we're gonna have a lot to say about it but before we get into that parker do we have any news <laughs> porn out for the legendary composer who wrote not to be confused <laughs> with Muhammad Hassan. <laughs> oh my God! Thank you. <laughs> I crossed that one out. You just man, <laughs> I thought that would get crickets. I appreciate that. <laughs> of course, he's not to be confused with the composer of Ooh Ah Ah, ah a man who's still thriving to this very day. <laughs> yes, and uh, his work has been featured on this podcast before. No pool and will be to again. drown him. <laughs> I mean, there's other news, but uh, it'll come up in another segment. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. All right. Uh, let's get to our jerks of the week. Alex, would you like to go first? No, I just forgot mine. Give me a second. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll go with mine. So I use Twitter every once in a while. I can find out news, funny jokes, etc. Then something happened i'm not sure what happened and i don't know who was responsible all i know is all of a sudden there was a ton of twitch drama and people just started posting turn off the channel of what which channel whose channel who did what what did they do that necessitates it being shut down then someone posted oh my god the mods are getting in there so my problem here i guess is with the entirety of twitch keep your comments on twitch don't spill over to twitter i don't want to know what's going on on twitch there's nothing good about twitch besides the forgotten vcr stream and only mxc 
I'm just going to go ahead and say that Chris does not speak to the rest of this podcast who are very concerned about what happened to the doc. <laughs> if, <laughs> if I want he, answers. If he's not on Twitch, why am I watching Twitch? It's all I've been able to think about for over a week. <laughs> what did he do? Who did he disrespect? How did the stream just end so abruptly and no one has said, I have to know. That's all I'm invested in. If he didn't just, like, name drop that conspiracy theorist, it would be one thing. But you can't just do that and then not have Miko full Epstein brain. (laughs) Open your third eye. It's going to be okay. Okay, Parker, do you have a jerk of the week? Look, I don't give a shit about Tron. Comma. (laughs) But the fucking nerve to dick these poor fans around for, like, a decade, like... Oh, sorry, you know, we just make billions of dollars a year. We own all the movie companies. But, you know, Tomorrowland didn't make any money, so just a Tron 3 is not going to happen. And then just to go, hey, we're going to make it, and Jared Leto's involved. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> eat shit. It's so uncalled for. A decade of fucking... There's a Maleficent 2, but they couldn't find the money for a Tron movie. <laughs> the disrespect is unbelievable like i got halfway through tron legacy before i was like yeah i get it i'm good i don't need this but still have a heart people i do not understand the appeal of tron maybe tron legacy because it's got olivia wilde in a skin tight outfit that's about it you're not wrong boy the cgi de-aging in that movie is yeah absolutely haunting right well hey look on the bright side at least daft punk might get to make another shitty record oh <laughs> andrew topic has entered the chat <laughs> <laughs> but without his spy kids connections how can he find out we're saying <laughs> melissa drove him into the chat okay so uh why Alex. don't daft punk make any more music well here's the thing about their last four albums <laughs> uh alex do you have your trick of the week I do. Chris, you reminded me. Oh, good. Because <laughs> my jerk of the week is also Twitch.television related. Great. Have any of y'all been watching Soldier Boy stream RuneScape? I'm sorry. You <laughs> <laughs> need to back up and beat yourself, Tubbs. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> he just, like... He has no idea how to stream. He just sits there, like, silently zoning out, like, eating food on mic. He'll go, like, five minutes without saying anything, and then just be like, yeah, please like and subscribe, and then go AFK for ten minutes. (laughs) And there are just thousands of people watching him. It's performance art. It's incredible. (laughs) My jerk of the week is myself for not knowing about this earlier. As the last synapse is fire in my brain, the last visual I have will be that YouTube video of him going through his video game collection, which is just him throwing loose discs on the bed going, classic. Classic, classic, classic. Just throwing PS2 discs onto his bed. That dude was good at one thing and one thing only, which was getting a song on LimeWire. He's he's just... People kept coming in and asking why he wasn't playing his own music. And it's because he was vibing to the RuneScape soundtrack. Where's the lie? Well, yeah, I mean, when you're vibing, you're vibing. It's just a fucking crowd of Twitch dweeps following his character around while he does newbie quests. It's amazing. Okay, we're gonna have to simulcast this week's episode here. <laughs> right, yeah. Pop open this tab. <laughs> okay, let's talk about what we watched recently. Uh, I watched um, a 2008 movie called Waltz with Bashir, 
which I had never seen before, uh, but it was apparently really, really famous when it came out. It's a, a documentary, but it's all animated, and I think that's somewhat interesting. It basically, it's it takes the perspective of a bunch of Israeli soldiers who fought in the Lebanon War or whatever, and it has them recount their experiences to really, really interesting animation and this really excellent soundtrack that I had a really good time with. But it kind of reminds me of like Schindler's List in the sense that I don't think I'm ever going to want to rewatch this again because it's not a very pleasant watch. Because it turns out when you fight in war, it's not all that much fun and people don't have the fondest memories of it. But the animation is so good, I might just rewatch it just for the animation. So that's like the nicest thing I could say. Then I gravitated back to the list. Parker, I watched... Uh, actually, this is a pretty decent movie. I watched uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1978 one. I haven't gotten there yet. I've only watched the 50s one. So, here's the thing. This is one of those examples where the remake is absolutely better. They did a really good job remaking it. That's what I've heard. Yeah, every single thing that they do, they do better. Uh, now, you've quoted to me before, you said, I just did the uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers <laughs> point and yell. <laughs> I don't need to see the movie to know what Donald Sutherland's screaming at me looks like. Oh, it breaks my heart that you know the ending. But... Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm extremely online. It can't be helped. Yeah, uh, I have to admit, I have I have not seen it before, but I still kind of saw the ending coming because that that face has been a meme for who knows how long. <laughs> uh, it, it was really good though. I liked uh, the acting. It was nice to see actors that I knew. I this has to be the film debut of Jeff Goldblum, right? Oh, it's oh, fuck! I forgot he's in that. Yeah. So everyone knows the story of Invasion of the Biosnatchers. Aliens, any alien spore creates a duplicate of yourself, and so they they find one, and you know he's a it's a duplicate of Jeff Goldblum, and uh, and Donald Sutherland asks him, "How tall are you?" Jeff Goldblum says six four. He's like, "How much do you weigh?" One seventy. <laughs> that is the most spindly little man I've ever heard in my life. Six four, one seventy. Might as well be the machinist. So anyway, uh, I liked it a lot. I the, other, the one thing that's really nice about it is it just looks so good. It's got really, really great uh, camera work. I think it's by the same guy who worked on like Raging Pole and uh, Taxi Driver. So that uh, that makes sense for why it looks so good. So definitely a hearty recommendation. Less so for the next one that I watched, which is called Dream Home. It is a, a movie from Hong Kong, came out in 2010. And it's it was advertised as having some of the goriest kills in any horror movie ever. Oh boy, just what I need. <laughs> if you keep accidentally watching all these... Oh, I heard this is fucking disgusting. Let me just pop this on for the I, sake of the list. I put it on because I realized I hadn't seen a Chinese movie in a while. It's just like, oh, come on. How are they doing over there? Oh, not well. Uh, I heard what you did. <laughs> That's how Chris celebrates the 4th of July, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to my 4th of July movie in a bit. Uh, Same, buddy. Oh, fuck yes. Dream Home is basically the story of a... It, First of all, the movie says it was based on a true story. I, I don't buy it. I'm sorry. Uh, it's based on a, a woman who uh, really wants this flat in Hong Kong. A really nice one, too. It's really expensive. Like, the movie's telling you at the beginning it costs this much money to, to rent a square foot of it. And I looked at it, and I'm like, that's actually impossible. No one has that much money. I could be wrong. Again, you know, I'm, I could be wrong. She says, hey, I'm working two part-time jobs. Buddy, so are all of us. We can't afford that. But I think it was, what... $3,200 per square foot? That doesn't even make sense. It's like, I can't even imagine that much money. But it's got a view of the bay. Oh, great. Uh, 
anyway, she really wants this apartment. She really, really wants it. And at the last, at the last second, the seller turns down her deal. She goes insane and she kills all the people who live in it. I guess to drive down the value because people don't want to live in a house where all the other people got killed. Something like that. And uh, the kills are pretty gory, but I have to admit the special effects are not really what I was hoping for. Like, you can kind of see how fake they look sometimes. One of the ones is uh, gory, but just kind of an evil sort of kill. It's like, you shouldn't be showing something like that in a movie. There's no reason for something like that. Uh, I in a, Anyway, I was reading some of the reviews online, and people were saying, oh, you know, it's satirical, and... I don't know what this is satirizing. I, I don't get it. So, anyway, the only thing that I've learned from this movie is that Hong Kong was not very much fun to live in ten years ago. Let me just open up my newspaper, see what's going on. Oh. Well, that's to all the winners. <laughs> anyway, uh, so July 4th rolled around, and uh, I had kind of a rotten day, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to put on a movie that... Uh, well, Alex, you got me thinking about something on the previous episode where I said that I... <laughs> no, Never could. No, no, no. <laughs> this is a different thing. Uh, Alex kind of called me out on it. It's like, wait, you like Bohemian Rhapsody, but you don't like uh, What's Love Got to Do With It? And, okay, that is actually a pretty fair point. And uh, one of my all-time favorite movies is 1776, a movie that is rife with historical inaccuracies. So I decided, okay, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to try to focus on all of them. I, I think I lost count of all of the inaccuracies. Uh, but I still like that movie. I still really like that movie. And it's probably my Fourth uh, of July tradition is to watch that movie. I There's a key message in there that is undistorted. And it's really worth considering. I guess maybe that's the reason why I like it so much. The music's good too. And so is the writing and so is the acting. So I will defend 1776. Uh, only one more. Um, like I said, I wasn't having the best of days, and I was just kind of annoyed. And uh, when Parker signed on, uh, I asked him, "Man, why do I watch movies?" And Parker answered kind of darkly, "Because what else is there?" Uh, so I've yet to be proven <laughs> wrong, by the way. Yeah, he's he's kind of right. <laughs> uh, so I watched Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I loved it. I think that is one of uh, my favorite movies that I've ever seen. As soon as it was done, I wanted to watch it again. I had such a good time with it. And it's only my third Wes Anderson movie. I guess I'm just a Wes Anderson guy now. I I like just yeah, about everything about it. Yeah, it's the correct take. Yeah. Which ones have you seen? Uh, Isle of Dogs. I saw that in theaters. And Grand Budapest Hotel and now this one. So I'm missing a oh, lot. Oh, buddy. You still have all of the best ones. Right, I know, yeah. I'm going to get on to it. I, there is just something about Wes Anderson that I really like. I don't know if it's the shots, the the symmetry. I think it's the editing. The editing might be it, but maybe it's just the fact that he makes the movies the way that he wants. They look that way, and that's just the way it is. I, I just really, really like it, and I really like this movie. I'm probably going to buy the Blu-ray as soon as we're done recording because... I really loved it. I, I had so much fun. It was so funny. It was so lighthearted. And it was certainly better than the Raw Doll book, which, to be fair, I've never read, but uh, I try not to read books by anti Semites. So. Uh, <laughs> I only watched their movies. <laughs> uh, so next I watched the Lenny Riefenstahl film called. <laughs> Look, that was in the past. Anyway, Alex, <laughs> what did you watch? Tell me about your 4th of July. <laughs> Now, Chris, I've said this before, just to piggyback off you for a second, but Wes Anderson is what would happen if Woody Allen had talent and wasn't a pedophile. That's a really good take. <laughs> also, if also if Woody Allen was funny. 
All right, so you know, <laughs> I was trying to make a pedophilia joke, and they all were gonna come out real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I made a decision there. I appreciate it. You know, Chris, you mentioned your own Fourth of July tradition, something you like to do. You know, every year, or at least most Fourth of Julys, just you know, remember what it's like to be American. Yes. And I did the same thing, and it really reminded me of an important point that I want to share with everybody. You see, guys. Team America is funded by the corporations. (laughs) And while Team America is out there destroying the world in the name of America, the corporations, well, they're just sitting there in their office buildings being all corporation-y. And and they make money. What? (laughs) You guys, Team America is actually the perfect movie. Team America is fucking fantastic. That that actually (laughs) should be a future episode. (laughs) Uh, Like... I agree, as the person that's probably suggested it a dozen times, but also, like, what are we going to do? Just retell the jokes? Maybe. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Subscribers-only content. Us reading out other people's jokes for an hour and a half. Now, remember what we said a couple episodes ago about that Scream Queen documentary and about how all those 80s movies use the F word? Well, again, certain exceptions need to be made. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just, like, ban a word outright. Like, there's there's uses of it. Yeah, some people can say it. Those people are Sean Penn. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna be the one to tell him no. Are you fucking crazy? Look at look, his eyes. Exactly. Or very yeah, look at you. Don't let us fuck this asshole. <laughs> uh, better yet, look at Matt Damon's eyes. <laughs> fucking Michael Moore blowing up their headquarters. <laughs> funniest goddamn thing because like you see him and you're like who the fuck is that fa-? oh yeah that's right right yeah <laughs> very much a product <laughs> of his time it's been so long <laughs> imagine trying to explain michael moore to zoomers hey you see all well, this guy and he made these edgy documentaries about how america sucks see he'd go up to these houses and no stop doing the Fortnite dance he'd go up to the house and they wouldn't know he's coming and be, okay well, we'll uh, yeah when you later. put it that way i guess you're right he is like everyone on youtube <laughs> Facts did not in fact care about his feelings Now I'm thinking about Michael Moore Trying to do the floss Okay so yeah it's a perfect movie We're not going to debate yeah, that And uh, You know it was it was pretty late in the evening When I put that on But I got done and I was just feeling real good about America And wanted to end my fourth You know just, just keep the America train rolling Yeah So I thought about another lesson that I learned from Team America why does Michael Bay get to keep on making movies? Oh, uh, you didn't watch Pearl Harbor. You guys. <laughs> Armageddon is absolutely a future episode. And I don't care oh, yes. what I have to do to get it there. Hey, buddy, do you want to watch Armageddon again this week? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I didn't take a 30-minute nap during the second act. Well, you wake up and Aerosmith is just playing again. Like... <laughs> It's like an intermission. They they sing you back to your seat. It's, it is just like the most powerful meathead energy movie I've ever seen in my life. Correct. It is the, in exchange for stopping the earth from being destroyed, these fucking dipshit oil miners ask for their parking tickets to get cleared and to never pay taxes again. <laughs> It's the most Ron Paul approved movie in history. <laughs> it, 
It's so fucking cool. Michael Bay rules. Whenever you guys are ready for a month of garbage Michael Bay movies that we quit after I make you watch The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, you let me know. Keep it in mind. Now, I know neither of you's ever seen that movie. Can we start now? <laughs> uh, I want to make Chris watch Pain and Gain. I should watch oh, that at Pain, some point. Pain and Gain is real good. And uh, last, I'm just going to briefly touch on this because it is in Parker's future if he's not already watched it. But, uh, buddy, you watched that new Netflix series on uh, the, the fucking Japanese one, the, the Juwan series? No, I didn't notice it was there until like last night. And I buddy. soy faced so hard. <laughs> buddy. Oh, man. Keep I'm just going to, I'm not going to say anything. Just. We'll report back next week. Someone said, like, hey, did you know Screaming Mad George did the effects? And I just started, like, just punching the air wildly. Like, oh, my God, this is going to be so many brutal fucking murders. It is so much more violent than it needs to be. Oh, fuck yes. And also, it's, like, I think, like, three hours total. It's in Japanese, right? It is in Japanese. Okay, so don't start tonight because I'm going to be half asleep by the time we're done. But tomorrow I'm off and I'm going to, oh, I'm so excited. Yep. I love content. <laughs> All right, Parker, go ahead, buddy. What you got for us? Okay, so let me get this straight. So Joshua Jackson, he's trying to get into a prestigious law school. So he joins the Skulls, right? <laughs> and then his soulmate is Paul Walker. <laughs> I forgot all about this. <laughs> so they go into it together, and then his friend goes to investigate, and then Paul Walker accidentally kills him, right? So then they cover up the murder, and then Joshua Jackson's mad, so he gets his girlfriend, a.k.a the girl from law-abiding citizen who explodes and they run their friends up <laughs> and they go to investigate the skulls the skulls who are run by paul walker's dad who is craig t nelson am i correct, correct. so far <laughs> everything you've got is correct yes i just let me stop briefly to say you left out one important detail about this movie which is when they had their first big party when they're all you know on their formal attire and then all the hot babes walk in and creed's higher place buddy like I definitely brought that up when I talked the, about this. I don't believe you. Because <laughs> I screamed. It's amazing. Because it doesn't just start the chorus. Playing over hookers. The song just starts at the beginning, and I'd perk up like, wait a second. Surely. Surely this movie does not have a Creed song. <laughs> oh, they're playing the first verse, too. Okay. <laughs> they're just going to let it roll. <laughs> I did tell you, you could go back and listen to whatever fucking episode that was. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Maybe my brain just blocked out. I was like, no, no, no. You want this to be a surprise. (laughs) Which sounds like something I would do. Correct. You definitely didn't tell me that Shooter McGavin breaks that kid's neck. (laughs) 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 Of Shooter walking and the kid be like, and him just leaning in and be like, oh, he's almost gone. (laughs) Snapping his neck like a (laughs) <laughs> then Shooter McGavin runs them off the road and almost murders the fucking <laughs> an entire chase scene on the fucking train tracks, dude. And sure as shit, like an hour in the movie, I'm like, this isn't bad by any means. Like, it's it's got some cool premises. I love that the skulls is just takes place in the Crypt Keeper's house for all intents yeah. and purposes. <laughs> like, it's interesting enough to keep me watching. And then an hour in, it just turns fucking crazy. And they send Joshua Jackson to a sanitarium run by the skulls. <laughs> They have to duel. <laughs> they grab old timey pistols. Man, speaking of Hamilton, Chris, your upcoming favorite movie uh, is a duel. Actually, you know who recently watched that was Josh of his own volition. Oh my god. 
Okay, pause. I need details. <laughs> Congrats on the sex, Josh. We know yeah. what you Okay, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. <laughs> How do you want to explain the end of this movie? <laughs> Where Paul Walker has a change of heart and has a clear conscience and shoots Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> Murders his dad with a dueling pistol. <laughs> They're dressed up like fancy lads from the 1800s doing a fucking duel just on some college fraternity. <laughs> There's a fraternity which just runs the world, question mark. <laughs> Look, man, I don't know if this is an episode, but it's, it's really fucking funny. It might be an episode, dude. The whole crux of the movie is that they fake the worst suicide ever because the kid, like, you find him hanging you're like okay well obviously he didn't just hang himself after getting to an altercation and then they get the lab results back he's got a contusion on the back of his head it's like this is a secret society that runs the world and they're worse at covering up a murder than Aaron Hernandez (laughs) (laughs) Hillary Clinton would never leave a head contusion it's so fucking good also big shout out to it being on Ebert's most hated list (laughs) is it really that sounds like Ebert also, a huge shout out to whoever submitted this IMDb trivia. Because as you do with movies, you skip around, then you go to like, let me go to the spoilers section. And someone wrote under spoilers, It is interesting that the new members get branded on their left hands where they put their watches on, which means everyone is right-handed. Very biased. <laughs> that thought has been with me all day today. Oh, <laughs> that's in, incredible. That's incredibly cool. Yeah, the skull's fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucking good. God bless Rob Cohen. That guy's never done anything wrong. Let me open my phone real quick. Oh, jeez. Oh, well. Well, you know what to say about your faves. Yeah. (laughs) So, speaking of Tokyo Drift, the greatest movie ever made, the the uncle character, the Yakuza boss, is played by one Sonny Chiba. Y'all, I watched... So many Sony Chiba karate <laughs> movies this week. Oh, jeez. I watched all three of the Street Fighter movies. They are all incredibly good. No wonder you're in such a good mood. I mean, just that they have someone at Toei go like, you know what people like? They like these Jackie Chan movies, these Bruce Lee movies. You know what else they like? All these bloody exploitation movies. Say, why don't we just throw them together and then have this guy just murder people with his bare hands? He rips that dude's dick off with his bare hands. (laughs) It's so fucking good. The second movie has my new favorite thing where it's almost like a video game where obviously he's like, okay, you're going to have to fight all these different guys, almost like sub-bosses. And there's just like a five-minute montage of showing some guy holding a bow staff. And on the screen it says, bow staff. And he does a bunch of cool moves with it. And then it cuts with someone else. Samurai sword. And he just does a bunch of cool moves. It just lines up in the first ten minutes. Hey, all these guys have these cool weapons. They're like the Ninja Turtles. And he's going to have to fight them to the death later. And then the third movie is very clearly someone just had like a spy script. And was like, what if we just put the Street Fighter in it? So he's just getting up the shenanigans. And there's like tapes you have to steal. And if you play the tapes at the same time, it gives you the location. But also he has to fight people to the death. It was... It was a real good week in this house, I'm going to be honest with you. So cheap of fucking rules. Now, I make th- this mistake a lot. But, you know, I want to know more of his movies, because I know he's in those movies. Because I remember, even back in the day, watching just this god-awful, looked like a VHS rip of the Street Fighter, so I could see him rip that dude's dick off. 
I know he's in that. I know he's in Tokyo Drift. I know he's in Kill Bill. Let me click on his name on Letterboxd. Let me just, like, see what it puts near the top. Well, that's a movie called Wolf Guy. That says Lycanthrope. <laughs> Guess I'm watching it. <laughs> it's just called Wolf Guy. I was going to ask you about this one because I saw that title. Buddy, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> you see, he's part Lycanthrope. He's the last of his clan, but he never transforms into a werewolf, but he has, like, werewolf abilities. And on the 15th day of the lunar cycle, he's invincible. And also there's these cabaret stars and people get getting murdered by this ghost tiger. I don't fucking know, man. There's a ghost Maybe tiger? Maybe it's the language barrier, but I don't understand a goddamn word of what I saw. I just know that Jap- Japanese exploitation movies are a thing I need to start watching more of. <laughs> because, <laughs> Jesus Had Christ. me at Lycanthrope. <laughs> it's... Buddy, you and me both. <laughs> like, I stopped scrolling immediately and went, all right, well, I guess I'm watching this. Like, I cleared all my plans for the night. <laughs> God bless him. I'm so happy all these movies exist, and I'm going to spend the next month watching them. Let's see. Oh, buddy. Alex, there have been many, many movies that you've talked about, and I've just filed away in the Rolodex, waiting for the moment to strike. Let's talk about Silent Rage for a second. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. boy. <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. Such a good talk about Silent Rage for this entire episode. (laughs) The fact that this has just existed for this long, I do endure almost a fucking decade of Chuck Norris jokes, and no one thought to slide and go, hey, you should check out Silent Rage. Is infuriating. It is unconscionable. (laughs) It's a movie where Chuck Norris fights a man that can't die <laughs> that's the entire movie this dude gets fucking he just snaps and murders his family he gets he gets robocopped by a bunch of cops and then the scientist i'm sorry he's not even a scientist just a doctor brings him back to life and now he can't die and truck norris has to keep fighting him <laughs> it's so it's good it's so fucking good it's it's just Halloween, but it's Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, there are far too many Chuck Norris sex scenes in this movie. There are so many. Oh, and knowing boy. how he is now is like this uber fucking super Christian right when he dude's like he's just banging in this movie constantly, and if he's not banging, his fucking dipshit sheriff friends bumbling around going, "Oh, I lost my gun, boss." <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucking cool. <laughs> I, you are Chris, so welcome, Chris. Let me revisit an earlier question you posed. Why do I watch movies? Turns out, <laughs> to watch Chuck Norris kick an invincible man down a well, and that's the end of the movie. The movie will all have nice time. <laughs> Fuck you. <sighs> I decided to keep my 4th of July as incredibly on-brand as possible. Skip, you know I searched 4th of July slashers, because I'll be goddamned if I could think of one. I know what you did last summer sort of counts. Then I see there's a movie called Uncle Sam, and I stare at it and go, this looks like absolute doo-doo ass. But then I see that the director is one William Lustig, who is director of Maniac, Maniac Cop, Maniac Cop 2, Maniac Cop 3. So I hit play, as one does. Right. I'm not saying that this movie ends with the undead, the undead war veteran who's murdering people getting shot with a cannonball from Isaac Hayes. <laughs> but <laughs> that might be how the movie ends. 
Parker, I was I'm curious, could you tell me what the tagline of the movie is? <laughs> Can I ever? <laughs> I want you dead. <laughs> I could not physically hit play fast enough. <laughs> I went ultra instinct to find the remote. <laughs> it is so fucking good. It's like the whole like the bad guy's just this dude who got sent back from war who we find out like oh no he wasn't like some noble veteran or like this cool guy he was just a total piece of shit he was an abusive monster to everyone at home he was a monster overseas who killed just to kill people and we're all better off with him dead and then they go to bury him and a couple of punks are just burning an american flag in a graveyard and that hand comes out of that grave and gives them the business <laughs> It's, it's so cool because the kid's like super brainwashed by the guy and he's given some report school he's like I'm gonna join the army and I'll do whatever the president says because he knows best and then it just jump cuts to a soldier's casket being taken out of a hearse I'm like oh shit movie now we're fucking talking <laughs> it is if there's one thing William Lustig loves it is lighting a stuntman on fire and that is why he is a king <laughs> It was, look, it's not great by any means, but I was expecting, like, the most... That trailer looked like the most shot-on-video-ass nothing of a movie. And instead, I got to see Isaac Hayes. He was like, <laughs> The last film is truly one of the most wretched things I've ever seen in my life. Hey, Chris, did you know it was a third Creepshow movie? Oh, I, I have heard that this one's not very good. Oh, my... F- fucking god uh, but here's the thing that's all i've ever heard about it people keep telling me oh yeah it's really bad parker could you describe in detail why creep show shocking you haven't watched it if that's all you've heard about <laughs> right it. i know usually <laughs> if i hear something like that it's like right on the playlist parker you know like ec comics that were a thing yeah not in this movie <laughs> it's just a horror anthology don't worry about it there's no theme or style or clever writing or I recognized one actor out of the hour and 40 minutes and five segments. Five segments. <laughs> five <laughs> segments. The opening. So, you remember the the first group show was like the little animated things in it, right? Yeah, I really so, like this. What if instead of the cute little like Silas animation, it was the worst Newgrounds animation you've ever seen in your fucking life? <laughs> when did this come out? Like... 2007 I think something like that late enough for you to see when it came out hit play see that and go oh no oh I've been tricked son of a bitch (laughs) these rights must have juggled around for like someone went out of business and then it changed hands and they went out of business and they're like hey you want this sure cause Jesus Christ every segment in here would be a horrible episode of Goosebumps (laughs) the first segment is the worst and it revolves around a haunted television remote. Well, you figure it out, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> it's got, like, I'm watching it, and she goes home. And she's like, hey, Dad, I'm home. I'm your high school daughter who looks 33. It's fine. <laughs> oh, hello, little brother who looks 37. And the dad's like, I can't work this confounded remote. And then he hits the button, and everything changes, and everyone's gone. It's like, whoa, what? Does that control the world? I've never seen the Twilight Zone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and at one point he's like oh let me adjust the brightness and then it sends her outside and she comes back in and the whole family's black and I'm like wait a second movie what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then they Mark go, hey, let me try the subtitles. Era. And then she comes back in, and they're all Hispanic. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> movie. Sounds very tasteful. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> so that was a haunted remote. The second segment is about a haunted radio. Oh, boy. <laughs> the third segment is like five minutes long. I don't even remember it. It's just over. Five minutes uh, long? No, just the third one, which is like, oh, this has a cool premise. Like, I'll fucking spoil Like, She's a call girl, but she's also a serial killer. And she goes to answer this call, and it turns out the guy in that house is also a murderer of some kind. I'm like, okay, it's this would be like an interesting Tales of the Crypt premise. So like, yeah. they just end up crossing back. And it's just over. I'm like, oh, well, I almost got invested. <laughs> Let's get on to the next one, which is just some fucking yakety sax ass nonsense <laughs> involving a German professor. And who gives a fuck? <laughs> Hello. Hello. It's my wife. It's so good. It's real good, guys. And then the last segment felt like four hours long. <laughs> And it all revolves around a rancid hot dog that kills a homeless man, and then the homeless man haunts the guy that gave him the hot dog. <laughs> this movie is an hour and 40 minutes. It is five fucking segments. I usually give out, like, half stars, like, ironically. One of the most wretched, like, actual movies I've ever seen. Because <laughs> there's shit where, like, you hit play on Amazon Prime. You're like, oh, okay, this is made for a thousand dollars with four friends this has the creep show name <laughs> god damn it so wait Alex was that your friend at the end who was given the rancid hot dog to homeless people it's like a good deed yeah, <laughs> yeah but I buy four rancid hot dogs at a time I offer one fucking homeless <laughs> I, I like re-editing that one and still not being like quite sure why he does it. <laughs> I have no idea. Fuck you, I'd tell you even if I was sober. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most baffling thing I've ever read. <laughs> and I don't think anyone has interacted with him since. Hey man, you need this more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> have you uh, seen really, that guy? Really? My work here is done. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Man, it, uh, it really sucks being poor like us, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I forgot about him, and now I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about him. Right. I, we're going to have to get him on the show somehow. <laughs> the internet is the coolest fucking place in the world. Right. Okay. Well, Creepshow 3, obviously in my future. Let's... I'm... Mm. We'll see. We'll see if this season plays out. <laughs> if you get a little too lippy, keep that one in the old back pocket. Creep show one three or hour Hamilton. for each million dollars that Dak Prescott's going to make this year. Oh, okay. Hang on a second. <laughs> okay. okay, let's let's. We're all friends here, guys. <laughs> Are we? Okay. Are you Why you sure you, you don't want to watch that fucking movie about our troops starring Bald Orlando Bloom that I sent you? <laughs> Wait, the outpost. You're just, like, auto-generating yeah. this shit out of spite, and I don't care for it. See, Chris knows what I'm talking about. I, I heard it was, uh, decent. Well, I guess Parker will find out. Yeah, Parker, you're gonna be our at post Speaking of, spot. I just randomly remembered you having that poster at work of Meet the Blacks by your desk. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier today. It, that's literally the first thing I see every single time it's I come in. So fucking It's cool. right behind me. <laughs> The other poster that's behind me is uh, the fucking Ready Player One poster that I, that I gave to David Williams. Buddy. And he got really mad. He was like, that, that movie was terrible. It's nothing like the book. 
<laughs> Future guest and co-star. Come on in, my dude. You can take my spot. He's got to get in line behind Josh twice and Chris's hacker roommate. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. God, please. So the first thing that stands out is that this does not have the Fast and the Three. In it, in it anywhere it's not called the third one and it's probably for the best because it almost feels like it takes place outside of the uh fast and furious mythos uh counterpoint chris <laughs> a huge whiffed opportunity to name your movie three fast three furious i know yeah that's definitely like a, a possibility that they could have done here but the thing about it is that this is like to me the essence of what fast and the furious should have been like I know the first one is an actual good movie, and I know the fifth one is like an actual good movie, but like this one, it, it's more focused. I think it is. I think it's a lot more about racing. Yeah, there's some dirty underworld stuff that goes on too, but that's kind of like secondary. Oh, he is there. But like, there's underworld stuff going on in the first movie too, and that's like a major plot point. And by <laughs> yeah, people stealing DVD players, <laughs> not the yakuza. I know, but like, <laughs> but it's but it's so much more emphasized over in the first movie than it is in the second one. You have like you know cops getting involved. In this one, the cops literally won't chase you because their cars aren't fast enough. <laughs> I thought they couldn't chase them because they had to wear those uncool space helmets. There's that too. <laughs> Everyone here thinks about. Like, Johnny Tran calling his uncle to murk that nerdy kid who gave up on the race and didn't give up his pink slip. Anyway, um, so uh, this one, I, I like the focus. I, I really do. Uh, especially because once you get to the fifth movie, which again is really good, it's it's focusing more on like just being heist movies with really fast cars. That's not a bad thing, but I'm just saying that I appreciate that this movie is what it is. So the movie has the greatest opening in film history. Uh, that's Correct. not really open to debate or anything. I think we're just agreeing here. I'm I'm ready to talk about this. Okay, scene. can we can we start even before the scene technically happens? So first of all, this movie yes. came out in 2006, right? Somehow, this movie came out in 2006, and the opening with like the fast forwarding and everything looks like it came out 10 years prior. <laughs> like he just walked <laughs> into the high school and everyone's moving really fast. He's just walk around looking like duh. It's, <laughs> <Where are> cars? <laughs> it's so fucking funny that it has this 90s ass opening. But also, like, the CGI in this movie overall is kind of good. It's pretty like, good. I don't... There's not really a lot of problems with the CGI in there. Yeah, but you're not expecting it when you see this scene. Yeah, exactly. You see this, you just... <laughs> As we want. It looks like the faculty for the opening. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> we have our main character walking up to a metal detector. The first thing we see is just a security guard wearing a gamer headset. <laughs> <laughs> The security guards, of course, have metal detector wands, and our hero, Lucas Black, somehow playing a 17-year-old, despite being, like, 35 in this movie. Uh, he was 24, I think, when it came out. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. He, def he definitely uh, looks about 35, though. <laughs> He's getting wanded next to a guy dressed like Grimace. <laughs> I remember that. The guy <laughs> just came each other's eyes like, ha! Huh. What a world, right? <laughs> it, it is absolutely that video of Paul Rudd just going, hey man, you and me, who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> Again, there is not, there's been nary line of dialogue. This is all just opening credits playing over this scene where our hero walks out to the school pep rally where his fellow students are just beating a pinata of an Indian. <laughs> Oh, jeez. You know, the thing that really gets me about it is, like, uh, 
I, I keep expecting to see scenes from other movies in here. I think he's going to walk past uh, the the gymnasium where a bunch of the uh, parent-teacher conferences are going to be discussing that goddamn teenage fuckfest. Or they're going to be like, <laughs> he's going to be walking past the two people playing a Game Boy with a link cable and everything like that. Trade him the Steelix. Yeah, it has to have the Metal Coke, Parker, I remember. Uh, but, like... Thank you. <laughs> so they do all that, but he he has a passion. His passion is cars, but he's no hero. No, he's got a dark streak to him. While he's working on cars in uh, car class, uh, he notices one of the kids is being taken away by some bullies. <laughs> and they're spray painting his belly purple. <laughs> it's just that kid has never spirit. seen it again. He's fucking gone. <laughs> And they just drag Secret Racer 7 off screen to paint him like Grimace. <laughs> that kid was out of pendant to life. He's just dragged off into the dark. You never see him again. He just looks like he picks up a wrench and just puts it down like, nah, not worth it. Sorry, Tubby. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's a more a conscious choice to be like, I'm not getting expelled over this kid. He's a freshman. Fuck this. I, I respect it. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. I don't know you, kid. Toughen up. Take up kickboxing or fucking stay hidden. Like we yeah. all I don't have even do. have switchblades, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking just rub some dirt on exactly. it. Exactly. Or or spray paint them back. I don't care what Kate Scredderberg does to you. <laughs> you gotta get him. <laughs> so anyway, Parker decides that the car is his only refuge, and he gets in there. I and, fast. As usual, the hottest girl in school talks to him, and uh, he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, this is where my life started to differ." <laughs> yeah. Chris, buddy, you're someone who loves your car. <laughs> Correct. If there were a hot girl painting your toenails on your windshield, how would you react? <laughs> the fury would be palpable. <laughs> uh, you would, man, you would just car. go full boomer mode so I quick. Would, uh, you would hear my dad's voice coming from deep within me. What is this? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm Chris, imagining it I'm mad already. <laughs> it's funny, because it's like a cool shot, but also... Fuck you, movie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so she ambles off there. He's like, yeah, they don't take old car down, 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 yo, man. And she's just like, oh, wow, you have such a way with words. Uh, is your car fast? And he's like, yeah, my car is fast. And she's like, I like fast cars. And he's like, I like fast cars, too. And then Biff comes over. And it's like... That's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking Brad from Home Improvement being the first bad guy in this movie. It's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> He walks on frame. You see him. He's wearing the jersey. You're like, oh yeah, you, you right. got it, movie. <laughs> Justin Lin, you know what you're doing. It's, it's good correct. to Perfect. see he's still getting work in 2006. So <laughs> not for long after this. Trust and me. Then, he, then uh, Biff says to our our lead character Parker, he says, "Hey, you talking to my girl?" And there are in fact no livestock around. And uh, he's like, oh. I'll show you. And he throws a baseball at the guy's uh, windshield. So they have to race, and they race for pink slips, and also a girl. Uh, so this is like the high school that I was promised and never got. And I, I, I bring this up a lot, but like, you know, my high school experience was like my high school experience was going to sports practice and then going home and playing video games and then doing your homework the period before it was due. But like, yes, it, my high school experience was also super bad. <laughs> but like, my my high school experience did not involve a engaging in drag races and b engaging in drag races for the opportunity to awkwardly make out with a girl after like fifth period geometry. Like, come on. Anyway, so uh, all of these well, like, words if, mean nothing though? to me. <laughs> <laughs> Making out with what? No, 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 no. 
<laughs> just the fucking balls are to be like the only thing we can race for is your $80,000 car and my $300 car. <laughs> <laughs> That's the art of the deal right it's there. It's so yeah. cool. We're at 10 minutes here. She goes, she just offers herself as the prize. Like, winner gets me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> winner gets me, boys. <laughs> so boys and Ivy. Oh, jeez. I've never been with a lady before. I yeah. <laughs> fucking... They go to this abandoned housing development to race. Yeah, okay. So the girl cool. drops her bra to start the race. Yeah, that's so that's the thing. She drops her bra. And first of all, they don't really know where they're going. They're just driving through the development. I don't know if there is a starting or a beginning line. <laughs> they're just racing. Irrelevant. At one point, one of them is just turning, and the other guy's like, oh, if he's turning, I guess I'm turning too. <laughs> I've never understood the people who look back on high school as like the best years of their lives. But Chris, I understand you. Know, <laughs> is this your life? Because I was just looking like, man, let's go back. You guys, we have to go and back. And I have to admit, I'm watching this movie. I'm thinking, I don't know why Alex calls it the greatest movie for all time. Then Ba with the Boss starts playing. <laughs> so here's the question I have. How long is Ba with the Boss? <laughs> Much longer than you remember. Jesus Christ. That song loops for like eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I think that, there are like so many less words than you think there would exactly. be too. It's like the words just go ball with the ball, the bang, the bang, dee 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 and I've jumped the boogie again and again and again. It's just looping as he drives through abandoned houses. <laughs> he just how did the world sleep on this movie for so long? The man burst through like a siding, probably collapsing like three houses, like dominoes. Ball with the ball. <laughs> 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 this should have been the music video for it. <laughs> this should air on every television every day. Like how they used to do the <laughs> the national anthem sign off. That's how they should sign off TV for the days this clip. Anyway, um, the, the girl says to Biff, uh, I thought you loved me. Uh, that's like a total classic line. I have to admit, I really like that line. Uh, she says it when the guy starts losing, except he's not actually losing. He's like, he's yeah. not losing at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it makes no fucking sense in context. And she told him specifically, make it interesting, and uh, he does. The, the scene is certainly interesting. Uh, by the way, I want to get back to a line earlier. The Biff is reading out the uh, the dimensions of this car. He's just like, it's got 500 uh, horsepower, and. To, to which Parker responds uh, rather succinctly, "Wow, you can read the brochure." I, that's a line that always gets me. I thought that was a really sick one. It's the line you have to remember, like, "Hey, win or lose, like, there's a lot of people on that football team." But if you're writing a check, you might not be able to cash money. It's fucking great how this character is like witty for 15 minutes and then just drops it completely. Yeah, that's it's a good so point. Good. Yeah, because everyone this... here talks funny. They don't get my jokes. <laughs> And then, like, when he's in the fucking police station, and they show him the video, <laughs> paused on him flying through the air out of that house. He just says, can I get a copy of that? <laughs> like, correct. That's exactly. the only thing you can fucking say to Yeah. <laughs> My own private collection. Man, mix that into the forgotten VCR streams. Anyway, this scene ends with the school bully crashing and probably dying while the new kid flips his car multiple times. Both cars are wrecked, and the movie ends. So do we have any final thoughts on Tokyo Drift? <laughs> It was brief, but impactful. <laughs> I still want to know what DK stands well, for. <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay, so the movie doesn't actually end there, but it could, and I would still be like, that was worth the 1250 I paid. 
Correct. <laughs> Sneak back and see it again. It's like, again, like this race ends. We're at like minute nine. This movie's incredible. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he's in the police interrogation thing and he's in big trouble for racing. Uh, also the- Murph Stempleton just called? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I just love that. He's like, oh, I guess I get your car. Which we don't see the next scene, which is, haha, you won. We're me and the whole team are gonna fucking duct tape your ass cheeks together every day until you graduate, nerd. Like, what the fuck do you think? Come and get it, loser. You weigh like ninety five pounds, old man. I, I did like, however, it's before he gets into the interrogation thing. He's sitting. I think they're in a hospital, and uh, he's sitting a couple seats away from the girl, and he grins at her with these bloody teeth. It's real good. It's really You're right, actually. I guess I didn't pick up on that. He used to, he was a bit of a class clown before this all happened. Then he moved to Japan. Suddenly, you're a gaijin. <laughs> he got fall to the Yakuza within two fucking days. That'll <laughs> wipe a smile off your face real quick. Okay, so Correct. I want to talk about something here because it's a scene that I did not get. He's in the interrogation and his mama comes in, who is played by a prostitute. And uh, she's Correct. like, oh, can I smoke in here? There's very clearly a no smoking sign in the background. The guy's like, sure. He lights it for her. And I'm not entirely sure what the scene is meant to imply. I, I, I can tell you what it's meant to imply. It's meant to imply that Justin Lin watched Paycheck. Oh, uh, well, glad he watched Paycheck. Anyway. The man's got taste. Yeah. So he... <laughs> Paycheck. I'm gonna be thinking about that for a while. Uh, anyway, he's like, uh, <laughs> I haven't stopped. He's like, oh, geez, mommy, are we gonna have to move? <laughs> and she's like, please stop talking like that. And the next scene, he is on a plane to Tokyo. This man just <laughs> crashed through three different garages, totaled his car, totaled someone else's car, probably to put two other people in the hospital. It is rewarded with a first class <laughs> ticket to Japan. His punishment's not having live in buttfuck Alabama for the rest of his life. <laughs> That'll show him. Uh, so, I have to admit, this guy gets off the plane, somehow makes his way through customs. First of all, I, don't, I can't imagine this guy going through customs. Declare? <laughs> what, the, what, what do I declare? I declare the South will rise again. That's about... Oh, okay. But you can put the guns down, fellas. And he somehow navigates his way to a back alley apartment. This guy speaks maybe a dozen words of English. I don't know how... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Tokyo's not that hard. I don't know. I, I don't think this guy would be able to figure it out, but... I don't know how he gets to his own <laughs> high school in Alabama. <laughs> He, he somehow gets in there, and he's just looking at a bunch of katakana, hiragana, and kanji, and that might, might as well be chicken scratch to him. And he's somehow able to find the right one and knock on the door, or ring the doorbell, and his dad answers and sends the prostitute away, so I'm kind of sensing a theme here. That's such a great, like, his dad's like, give me a second. I'm thinking, like, would it be really funny if he, oh shit, he sent a prostitute out. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. It's, it's very cool that his dad is just fake Kevin Costner. Right, it's, yeah. I had to pause. I was like, wait a second. That's not... Okay. Right, yeah, okay. I feel like I would have remembered that. <laughs> let, me, let me double check it. And uh, not gonna lie, Dad's got a decent apartment from the little that we see of it. Like, he's got a cramp, but uh, I can live there. Lucas Black gives us power. He gives a real powerful, damn bitch, you live like this energy. <laughs> he looks so upset to have to be there. He's like, where's all the cars? There's no cars in here. Dad, where's Johnny Knoxville and all of his panda friends at? <laughs> <laughs> and his dad says lights out at 10 o'clock. Like I just got off a fucking 24-hour flight, Dad. Can I just... 
can I unpack? <laughs> so anyway, Revelay ha- uh, happens at uh, 0600, and the first thing he uh, he does is his dad leaves him a note that says, train to school leaves at 0700. I don't know what that means. Which train? Going in what direction? Exactly. Which school? Thanks for fucking nothing. I don't speak the language. Here's your fucking suit, dickhead. You'll figure How it out. How much does the train cost? What are these coins? What is the exchange rate here? I don't know anyone on these bills. I don't know what the fuck this is. Is this your king? <laughs> so he's... Uh, y'all got uh, that Hirohito guy on your dollars? Now, Lucas Black is not... Sorry, Parker Clayer is not in, like, notoriously... Leave me <laughs> alone. I'm trying my best. <laughs> he doesn't... He's not in, like, really bad shape or anything. In fact, for most of the movie, his outfits uh, look false. really good. I like, the, the clothes, they, they sit on him well. But not that school uniform, man. <laughs> I don't know if it's his 30-year-old <laughs> face or something, but, like, that uniform is not doing him any favors. <laughs> the only person... The only white person I could ever imagine wearing that uniform in a movie is Sean Williamson. All right, yeah. <laughs> which says everything that needs to be said about how he looks in that fucking uniform. Right, yeah. So... Arigato, friends. I'm a fellow <laughs> Japanese student. So, uh... Here for my first day at your new school. Yeah. So he, he walks into the school. First thing he does is he opens Chi-Chi's locker, which is uh, awfully nice. Okay, you know what? I don't need... That. I've had a long week of revelations. <laughs> We've watched a lot of Shameless in this house, and learning that two of the main characters are both Goku and Bulma from Shameless. <laughs> it's been a lot to take in, because yeah. I cannot look at their faces now. <laughs> Just doing that girlfriend thing. Okay, so Hillary Clinton's a Namekian. Pause. No, no, we'll rewind it later. So he goes to train with Master Roshi. Yes, you do. Don't play stupid. You know who Master Roshi is. (laughs) Don't be a bitch about this, okay? (laughs) Anyway, he goes to school with the only black guy in Japan. Bow wow. Uh. (laughs) I'm going to need to pause right there. Did anybody else write down Lil Bow Wow's first line in this movie? I started to, and then I knew in my heart of hearts you would come through on this. Alex, go ahead and lay it on us. Again, we do not know who this character is. We are seeing him for the first time. He opens his mouth and says, Japanese food is like the army. Don't ask, don't tell. (laughs) 2006, everybody. Take me back, Lord. That's a very very pre-9-11 joke. I wrote down, this is the most pre-9-11 movie made after 9-11. And I think it's accurate. I think that might be this the This movie only exists because we were no longer scared of the Japanese anymore after 9-11. <laughs> it's like, fuck it, we can set a whole movie there, it's fine. Right, yeah. We don't have to be scared of their big computers. <laughs> okay. Hey, y'all got Gundams over here? Okay, so you guys made a lot of jokes about uh, that about that Boston bombing movie. About especially the the <laughs> end where they're the only subtitle the the one Asian guy and he speaks better English than most of the people who are in the movie. Here's the thing, they really should have subtitled Lucas Black for some of these scenes, in particular this scene because he's Great. just talking about Jordans. What are Jordans? <laughs> mean that song by Buckethead, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what the fuck, fuck you. And uh, he's like. And then he, he notices after he pulls out these brand new Jordans, not even on the line sort of thing. I, I think uh, Bow Wow, whose character's name is Twinkie, uh, just likes to to hawk different things and sell them to people. He notices Correct. that he has a steering wheel in his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> As one does. So yeah, like, I noticed it too, because I yelled, 
Is he carrying a fucking <laughs> steering wheel on his back? So, uh, Lucas Black says, is that your steering wheel? <laughs> he asks if it's for yeah, sale, yeah. which, power move. Because <laughs> Lucas Black's character at this point has been told he is never allowed to drive a car. Right, he's, he's very much like the, the hacker's thing. He's not allowed <laughs> near a car <laughs> until he turns 18 or something. <laughs> I felt it. I like leaned forward Sorry. in my chair. Sorry. I got so excited. <laughs> I didn't mean to take your thunder away. <laughs> my name's Zero Cool. <laughs> I'm crashing. This is my African friend, Burn. <laughs> Could you imagine if Matthew Little was in Oh my god, it's so much better. Uh, assuming this movie could be improved. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, Let's just get to the best part of the movie. Let's get to the Hulk car. So, uh... If I ever win the lottery, <laughs> yeah. know this. Every penny is going to a Hulk car. Yeah. So, here's the thing. It's like in most of those, you know, Japanese animes where they talk about, like, uh... Like, the school ones. They almost always have, like, an after-school club. Because you have to have an after-school club to get into, like, the really good schools. It's like a thing. His after-school club is drift racing. And he goes with Bow Wow to his vending machine garage... Where he uh, brings out his, they're looking at, they're looking at a whole bunch of cars, at which Bow Wow is shaking his head no to every single one, and then out comes the Hulk car. Play the song. (laughs) I'll keep that open in the background. (laughs) You can play through. I started bumping through the entire time. Here's my hot take, Alex. I hope you're sitting down. The Hulk car represents one of the weaknesses of this movie. Because no one drives exactly, it. Yeah. Because they should have used it more often. It should have been like their mystery machine. I feel like if they got access to the Hulk car and were like told specifically by some dweeb at Marvel, like, all right, but like you can't actually drive it. You just show it off. Like, Do not. Like I also would have like car. walked off set if they had told me that. Hold on, give me. I'm, I'm, allow me to do some research quick. Who owns the Hulk car? Hmm. Are they selling? <laughs> I would have. What are leasing options? Man, I... It's currently on display at Universal Studios. Okay, Florida. we're we're getting we're getting well, a haste together. We yeah, this is we're gonna steal the Hulk car. Please, the idea don't of going tell on a Universal Studios tour and being the only person to go. Yo, it's a fucking Hulk car, and they're just looking like where are the dinosaurs at? National Treasure. We're going back to Jurassic Park. <laughs> so, while we're on the subject of the Hulk car and the song, I know I asked you guys this before, but whom's among us looked at the artist of the Tokyo Drift theme uh, song? Who? <laughs> this guy. Who, who did it? Chris. Who is it? Would you like to take a guess? Uh, was it the five, six, seven, eight? Close. We were looking for teriyaki boys with a Z. <laughs> Every time I play their song, I look at their name, laugh, and I go, I got some fucking teriyaki. Right, guy. yeah? Who wouldn't? <laughs> it's an endless feedback loop. <laughs> and then I'm just bumping Tokyo Drift as I'm heading to get Chinese <laughs> I want to live your life, Mark. No, no. Okay. So. No, you absolutely do not. <laughs> so while that... As someone who's currently living this life, don't do it. <laughs> so as a ding, 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 ding song is playing, they walk into, I, I guess, just a mafia garage, or Yakuza garage, because anyone who owned it would not allow all this buffoonery to be going on. This is a very car culture movie. This is the car culture scene, where they're just, uh, you got a bunch of sexy ladies around in short dresses, and maybe like an into cleavage, and uh, all the hoods are open and everything, and people are just kind of like looking at the engines and dancing. Uh, which 
you know, hey, that sounds like a party to me. It sounds like a really good time. And in comes the guy with the most threatening eyebrows I've ever seen. <laughs> he is extremely expressive. <laughs> with his sidekick, Asian Cisco. <laughs> God, that guy. So Asian uh, Ebert. That's the prequel movie I want. <laughs> yeah. So Asian Cisco and Asian Ebert are the two Yakuza bullies of this. I'm not. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we, talk, we talk about what puts them at odds other than the girl in this movie, which. Sidebar, 15-year-old me, it was her and Summer from the O.C. Right. Uh, Just, I'm putting what that was out. her name? What was like, the, the girl's name? I don't remember it. The girl, like the character name? Either one, actor or, or character. It's like Nira or Nira? something. But something we'll like that. Some, yeah, I'm going to go with something like that. I could look it up. Yeah. But we could just call her the girl because she's... Neela. It is Neela. Neela? Okay. Uh, that's not a name. That's That's incorrect. from The Lion King. Okay. So, Neela <laughs> is... <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, our good friend Lucas Black, who loves to get in the fights over girls, gets called a gaijin by the drift. Wait, before we get to that, I want to... Because that's important, we will get to that. But I have one before okay. that. He just before he even says a word to Neela, he recognizes her in his class. Uh, she kind of giggles at him because he doesn't know what slippers are. I guess that's a really good joke. Uh, he uh, he walks right up to her and he says, "You wouldn't have that problem with a V8," which is also my opening line with girls. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, tell me next time you're upset, and I'll just call you and keep going. Wabaki, wabaki, <laughs> wabaki. <laughs> Yeah, you don't know about the Wabaki. <laughs> Which is Algonquin for the good land. <laughs> I'll do that just for you next time you're having a bad day. Okay, so anyway, we know I'm going to stop the whole charade of calling this character Parker because there's no way that Parker... There's a woman interested in <laughs> No, we know there's no way that Parker would get called a gaijin and not know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> Although, props to fake Parker for just retorting by calling him Tokyo's Justin Timberlake. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. 2006 fucking rules. <laughs> like, this guy wants to kill Lucas Black for comparing him to, like, the most attractive man alive this time. <laughs> like, this is just, like, what the fuck is going it's, on? He gets a blood feud with the Yakuza <laughs> in day two of being in Tokyo after being told Zero Cool cannot race again. <laughs> He's the dumbest motherfucker alive, and he's our protector. I want to talk about Johnny Tran's intimidating look. It's not just the eyebrows and the and the smile. It's the way that he walks with his head. He has, like, his forehead parallel to the ground as he walks. <laughs> and it's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. He does the chat He walk. gets lip to lip with Lucas Black, <laughs> trying to intimidate This him. guy... If this guy wasn't already explained to us to be the bad guy, I would assume he was, like... <laughs> one of Lars's friends on Rocket Power. <laughs> <laughs> he really is like that. <laughs> Zip a zap a lady. Okay, so. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's like, uh, oh, I guess I guess we have to race because, uh, huh, huh, and I'll race to feel the wind in my face. <laughs> and they, they just get in there and they're going up the elevator surrounded by girls, and Bowell tells them, yo, it's, this is a different sort of thing. It, he's, he's DK. What does DK stand for? Donkey Kong? <laughs> not saying it. I'm not absolutely not saying it. 
if we were doing video, we'd all just ripping my chair with both hands. <laughs> if we were doing a video chat, we'd all just be like staring at Parker until he says it. Okay, so uh, anyway, uh, he's like, no, it means drift king. You're going to have to drift in order to beat him. To which Lucas Black responds, and I, I wrote this down in like uh, an approximation of the way he says it. What do you mean drift? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's got, it's got real magma. What's that? Energy. That's a good one. That's a good callback. Jeez. Uh, anyway, he gets into the car, and first of all, he's just able to drive on the other side of the car now. Um, which he's Dexter. Boy, yeah, he's geez. just able to do that. Now. He's, he's such a good driver that it's just natural to him. No matter where I sit, I can drive. Much like a hacker. Much like Zero Cool. Anyway, uh, he gets in there and he asks for a 30 second explanation of how to drift. And uh, Bow is like, okay, you have to use the emergency the emergency brake and you just kind of look at me and uh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> so... Uh, a local tourist found dead in an exploded car in parking garage. <laughs> yeah, just rip that emergency brake and gun it. You'll be fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, Han Solo, which he's supposed to be Korean, but that name is too many syllables for Korean names. Han is so fucking cool. He is. All he's doing he is. is he's just eating dried squid snacks the entire scene. <laughs> the, the Just to talk about how cool this character is for a second... He's, like, the only person that you can just be like, hey, this is my girlfriend, Gal Gadot, and I just believe Right, it. yeah. Absolutely. Like, Her like just if, sitting on his lap is such a raw sexual energy that I'm not prepared to ever see it's it It's the scene that really Correct. nails it is when you get, like, uh, the the main bad guy gets into the elevator with all those girls, then Bow gets into the elevator with all those girls, and then Han Solo gets in there by himself. Oh, He's King. so fucking Yeah. Cool. Doing uh, like, that entire drifting donut, just to swipe that number is yeah. Like I'm I felt sure, some move. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his character's supposed to be like 40, which makes it weird that he just gives his keys to a high schooler. Uh, in the universe but of don't in worry the universe it. of uh, Fast and Furious, I think so because this was retconned to be after Fast Six. So uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> turns out the other guy <laughs> is a really good drifter, and Lucas Black not so hot at drifting this does lead to i have to admit some really impressive drifting scenes this is i i want to admit that i'm not i can't do this with my car i'm not gonna try this movie looks yeah. incredible it shouldn't it absolutely should not because this movie is all of the things we've right seen exactly it. this movie is uh not the most intelligent movie ever made but boy it's easy on the eyes but the other thing it's like you can see all the hard work and i mentioned this a million times but if i can see all the hard work that goes into your movie i'm definitely going to be a lot kinder to it when i see all these stuntmen and these stunt drivers that looks amazing man like justin lynn i will see any movie he directs at this point he got me to go see a star trek movie in theaters i don't give a shit about star trek <laughs> well, his star trek is so fucking good yeah this Eh, well, anyway, so uh, a couple scenes here. Uh, the one that uh, Parker brought up is where he, uh, the main bad guy is drifting up that ramp just perfectly. And it's not even touching or anything. And then he comes up just screaming the side of his car along the edge. It's, it's just a really funny, like, uh, audio gag, I think. I love the whole way it's framed of them just going up level by level in the elevator as they drift up the ramps. What a fucking great movie. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so really, good. really good. So uh, anyway, he gets out there and Han Solo tells him, don't leave town. I'm not sure that this guy can. <laughs> Where's he gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> he, we know he can't drive. 
<laughs> so <laughs> I'm across international waters, so I'm free to drive wherever. Uh, I'm a sovereign citizen. So he comes back. I have to report to the Hague tomorrow for my crimes against humanity behind the wheel. <laughs> so he comes home really late. He's like, "Oh, I thought it was seven because there's a time difference." And it's <laughs> <laughs> which is the same line his dad used on him for fucking a hooker instead of picking him up from the right, airport. Yeah. So. His dad is ready to just do a full like, double drop kick out those paper windows. Like, get the fuck out of this house, you loser. No steering wheel? No, not. <laughs> Look, all you have to do to avoid Juvie is not drift with the Yakuza. Son, are you drifting with the Yakuza? So, no. I would like... <laughs> As we talk about this scene, I would like to reveal something about my experience watching this movie. Because, you see, I decided for whatever reason to watch it on demand on my TV instead of just, you know, commercial free on Prime or whatever. So, uh, I was watching it through TNT, who showed me the same commercial every commercial break, (laughs) which I was naturally fast-forwarding through each time, until I forgot and realized the commercial they were showing me was for a true crime show hosted by Donnie Wahlberg. (laughs) <laughs> this is where you had to bring it up <laughs> yes okay, thank you for that <laughs> I just I need Parker to know that there's this fucking TNT show <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg just babbling about the Zodiac Killer all I can think about now is the fucking Dreamcatcher let me just I'm getting a message here oh it says it only takes two <laughs> interesting <laughs> next week's episode Donnie Wolford talking about the Zodiac okay oh <laughs> uh, moving on thank you. I don't know what to do with this information like I have it what does God want let's, me to do let's... with this what is his plan for me now you're gonna be scrolling through Netflix and you're gonna see Unsolved Mysteries and you're gonna go there's another show that's similar to this that I'd really like God to watch damn it right it's now. 100% what's gonna happen I let's know. focus let's focus by the way it's called Really Scary People <laughs> fuck so Lucas Black is tasked with collecting money from a sumo uh, who has <laughs> <laughs> It was very smart of you to just swerve away from all the donuts jokes. I'm very proud of you. This podcast is growing. So it's like the ancient Hawaiians always say. Those are the biggest titties I think I have seen in any one of these movies. It does a zoom in. Like all the Fast and Furious movies always have zoom ins on ass and titties. There is a lingering like you check these cans out. There is so much. I'm not sure this movie should have been PG-13. Exactly. You know they have to like wipe that lens off because you know he's getting boob sweat on it. That's how deep they had to go inside his cleavage to get the shot. Anyway, uh, he gets tossed out of there, then goes back in for more. And the sumo is like, okay, get out of your damn money. So now he's just running errands for Han and uh, demands to be taught how to drift because he could just make demands now, I guess. Uh... (laughs) He owe me a car. You better teach me how to drive then. <laughs> this movie is just side quests from Shenmue for like 10 minutes. It rules. I'm looking for a fisherman. <laughs> Do you know a fisherman? <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to the old Japanese Staller Waldorf watching. <laughs> <laughs> I... If I die, I want to be reborn as one of those right, guys. Right, they're just sitting there, sitting on the edge of a fucking pier where there's probably supposed to be dock workers or something. Like, the, the <laughs> union's going to tell them to fuck off. They're just sitting there wearing their North Face jackets while some guy who sounds like he's from a Primus music video is just, just drifting around. 
<laughs> Tokyo, baby. <laughs> the city that never shits. So uh, he's got a whole bunch of uh, people telling him how to drift, and Han is just telling him again without telling him actually how to drift. Uh, meanwhile, he's... Uh, what is he, working on a car or something at home? He does something else. Uh, just assume, probably. No, it's, it's, his dad is working yeah, on his dad's car working and on giving him Japanese proverbs. Right, yeah. He's, he's like, yeah, we have this... <laughs> we have this proverb. Yo, look, look, real shit. Ling Ming Sing, Hong Ting Long Ming. I'm gonna suck that dick. <laughs> <laughs> now, he says that proverb while there's an actual Japanese lady outside his garage, which... Uh, <laughs> Why don't you just ask her to say it? He'll sound a lot more dignified. <laughs> uh, hey, come over and teach my son a life lesson. <laughs> hey, hey, you. Hey. Come here. Hey. Come here, hey. <laughs> just calling it like a stray dog. <laughs> okay, so he's... Please bring honor to us all. Hey, you. Come here. He is learning how to drift and also macking on Neela. Well, that doesn't doesn't Rex. have a good mouthfeel when you say it. You know what has a better mouthfeel? Bow Wow. So Bow Wow's getting the absolute shit kicked out of him on the roof. <laughs> he just fucking... Our main character shows up to school one day. Some Japanese girls grab him and push him up a stairwell for reasons that are unclear. That's how Battle Royale turns starts. Out, <laughs> turns out it's because Asian Cisco's just beating the shit out of Bow Wow on the roof of the high school. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Other non-Japanese guy, you better get in there. <laughs> God, hold on, is this... Is this before or after the montage of Bow Wow and Lucas Black just hawking goods to random Japanese Oh, yeah, there's people. like a... Yeah, like that's a the segment. scene that's intercut with him learning how to drift. And he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, look at me. I can learn how it's to just... sell laptops. <laughs> yes! Like eight flavor flip clocks just walking around downtown Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is... I'm a hustler now. And Bow Wow's upset when uh, Lucas Black makes a sale. Uh, it's cultural appropriation or something? I don't know. Anyway, the, yeah, those Japanese girls grab Lucas Black. Like, maybe you can talk some sense into this Japanese guy. Uh, <laughs> or something. And uh, the cause of this is that uh, he was sold a, a busted iPod. Bow Wow uh, alleges that this iPod was actually broken by Asian Cisco. For the record, I believe Asian Cisco. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not but, sure who I believe, but, you know, it's you know, free country. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> he decides that he will settle this once and for all by just giving him his iPod. Now, attentive viewers will pause the video on this freeze frame, and if you zoom in on that iPod's uh, little screen there, you can see the songs that he has on there. If I could read them out loud here. <clears throat> Dragula, End of Heartache, Ballroom Blitz, <laughs> the dubstep remix of the Itsy Bitsy Spider, the new metal cover of Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, the Austin Powers theme song, and Down with the Sickness. <laughs> you know, just earlier today, I forgot to text you, I remember spontaneously where I was the moment you realized that Kill Switch and Cage covered Holy Diver. <laughs> and it really did a lot for me. Just like feeling your anguish as I walked down to get to my cover. <laughs> I love that I don't know which of us you're talking about. <laughs> yes. It's a universal view. <laughs> the viewers at home just had a chill run through their spine. <laughs> or this week's closing music. The intro to Tokyo Drift going into that cover of Holy Diver. I just don't even get it, because this is must, this is how you felt when you were like, oh, Donnie Wahlberg, who's a show called Really Scary People. Correct. <laughs> now I'm going to be thinking about Kill Such a Game covering Holy Diver. It's people. not fair. 
What should our show be called to cash in on this hot true crime? <laughs> really scary people starring no, the other Walter. <laughs> this, this, this fucking this Billy, Billy Baldwin, Baldwin not this available. Shit, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, next season, the replacement with Casey Affleck. What just happened? <laughs> this was all I've been building to all these years. Anyway, our brains are perfectly molded. Hey, into Daniel, one. what's the worst thing about being a bald? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Good way to know we're synchronized. Uh, anyway, just tripped beautiful. over each other to make a Billy Baldwin show. <laughs> what the fuck? It's called Serenity, yeah. my friend. Uh, my favorite Matthew McConaughey movie. Anyway, oh, there so it is. Uh, <laughs> I knew you'd hit that out yeah. of the park. So, <laughs> I thought that was John Cusack. Next week, <laughs> I was I was doing like a, a Serenity thing. Anyway, uh, so it turns out Johnny Tran is actually a bad guy, and uh, his dad, it's not his dad, it's his uncle. I love that you keep calling him Johnny Tran. <laughs> just a different fucking Asian bad yeah, guy. Yeah, just, I couldn't, I don't remember the character's name, and I was like, I don't want to just call Just him. call him Drift King. Why do you think they call him DK, Chris? <laughs> Not gonna say it. Anyway, so <laughs> it's gonna be the very last thing you tried, to, tried to trap me into it. it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he has to erase the bad guy, and <laughs> and uh, no, he doesn't race him yet. First of all, uh, they're no, he races Asian right. Cisco. He does, and he wins, and uh, everyone likes him, and he's really happy about it. And his uncle comes by, and uh, is re- oh my god, his uncle's really <laughs> bad. He's in big fucking trouble now. We need to we need to talk about his outfit. Right, scene. he looks like odd job, but like a tan outfit instead. He's wearing a white fedora. <laughs> Like the spotlight is shining on him the entire scene. He is just glowing as he tells his dipshit fail nephew that he's getting stolen from. If Japan ever really gets on one and decides to remake Batman with a Japanese cast, this guy in this outfit oh will be playing the penguin. Right. He's so good. It's this one of my favorite parts of the movie, actually. <laughs> he just completely takes over. Like it's the only part of the movie that's not in English. It's just him talking and you're just laser focused, like Oh shit's going now, on. Now if I recall correctly, really after happy. the scene, uh you can tell the steroids are starting to get to DK. It, I don't want to call him that. And uh he he goes to Lucas Black. I don't want to call him that either. <laughs> Everyone should have different names. Uh <laughs> look, all I know is I've used incredible restraint, because at least four times I've misheard it as he's saying Lewis Black, and I've just had to like bite my tongue and go, no. I cannot go down this <laughs> no, rabbit I'm hole. Sorry. We will never right. recover. Yeah, so he he goes to their secret garage headquarters clubhouse and points a gun at his face. Uh, <laughs> no, he points a gun in Hans' face. This is the for the record, this is the second time we've been to Han's Secret Garage Clubhouse, and the first time the whistle song was playing, and I didn't want the listeners to miss it. <laughs> right, there, there we go. Yeah, it's just a, it's a recurring motif in this movie. It's a, it's a light motif. <laughs> it's just like all of the songs are like, you know, they're they're trying to be thematic towards you know, what's going on in the movie. Except for the Kid Rock song and the Whistle song. <laughs> anyway, so he gets in there, and Bow Wow has some quick thinking. He'll close the garage doors. This leads to a fight a la Bud Spencer and Terrence Hill. It's just everyone fighting each other like it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. And uh, the bad guy escapes to race again. And uh, I don't remember what happens next in order for this to happen, except that 
Neela. I boy, the flaw of the movie. I don't like anyone's names. Uh, Neela is uh, now on good terms with Lucas Black, and uh, she's getting along with him. I guess uh, they go. Oh, they go on a drift date. And uh, <laughs> correct <laughs> with like twelve other cars. Right. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, she's leading them in the pack. Maybe that's their chaperones or something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want them to get too frisky like while they're you know jacking the e brake. Boy, there, there is a subtle <laughs> sexuality running through this movie. Because man, when you're drifting, it's the best thing in the world. Everything else just <laughs> goes away. There's no beginning and there's no end. It's just you and the car. And it, it just kind of feels like, it reminds me of a line from Step Up 2, Dust Streets, where uh, a character says, Why'd you watch that one, buddy? Hang on, what? Why do you think I watched that movie? Oh, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what list is that on? No, it's not on a list. Uh, I, I, I watch it for the Josh reason. So anyway, uh, there's a line in that movie that really stuck with me. Being from the streets is about where you're from. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't exactly. People are saying that. <laughs> People do be saying. Anyway, yeah, drifting is just about you and the car. It's not about uh, the past. It's not about the future. When you drift, everything else just seems to go away. So I don't really know why this guy is bad or anything. I assumed it was just because he wrecked cars a lot. <laughs> but maybe drifting cars is like a problem for him. Maybe he shouldn't be doing this. Maybe this movie is deeper than we think. So anyway, uh, the stories get even worse for our main bad guy, and uh, he punches the shit out of Lucas Black. Not the old comedian. <laughs> he sure does. Making sure Parker's <laughs> paying attention. Here. <laughs> I'm. We none of us want to be here till five a.m. again. Okay, I'm doing my best. I'm just putting it all out on the table of what I'm struggling with right now. So, uh, uh, what happens next? Uh, Alex, help me out here. Oh, this is. Oh, this is. Hans okay, death, so this is the. This is the car chase where Han and presumably also Asian Cisco. Right. Yeah. It it hurts me so deeply. Every yeah. Time. Same. It's such an '80s movie yeah. death. That's why, like, it, it works so well. Like, there's a, there's a chase. Han's car gets fucking T-moned by a random, like, civilian. <coughs> we see him moving around inside the car that's upside down. And, of course, our hero goes to help his friend. And then the car just explodes like Vince McMahon's limo. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, have been thinking about that a lot recently. <laughs> Man. What a time to be alive. So... God, that probably happened around the time this fucking movie came I think out. It might. Oh, it did. I think it happened like a year after. Because oh it was two thousand seven. So much of Vince McMahon Tokyo Drift. <laughs> oh my god, I think that is. Do it. you think he can't be alone that he couldn't tell them apart? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes. We're all the same page. So uh, <laughs> you're right, Alex. This is a very '80s movie death because Han is not exactly a well-defined character, but you still just like him because he's got so much like understated personality it's like you would watch a movie his about only, this guy his only character trait is yeah exactly cool. like that's literally it he's, he's nothing he's, else but that's enough yeah he's uh he's that really cool kid from jimmy neutron he just goes like and that's like his entire talent so uh unfortunately he dies and everyone in you know what that would have been like the one character you could kill and everyone would have gone oh no like you could have killed bow wow people would be like well it kind of sucks i guess you, you could have killed like lucas black <laughs> and people would be like oh well that's a shame i suppose but han that's the one that gets like both hands over the mouth like it's a paranormal activity movie 
I love because you're like, oh, it's a Fast and the Furious movie. He's going to be fine. And then it just fucking explodes. Right. And you're like, no, right. please, God, no, my baby. Now, if you had killed off Neela, then, anything. you know, now we got a movie. Just standing up I, there I, screaming, I issue, take yeah. me instead, Lord, take me. <laughs> okay, so he has to avenge his friend's death by uh, drifting. And he gets... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that to, might just be the opening. How, right how, this, how this is built up. Because... Everyone tells him, dude, you fucked with the Yakuza. You gotta leave town. Like, why are you still here? You're an idiot. And he goes, got unfinished business. So little Bow Wow goes, all right, man, you're right. Here, take all of my money and go give it to the Yakuza. Also, uh, he's dead. It seems pretty finished. (laughs) All things considered. (laughs) I have to go. We have to do the showdown at Devil's Grog. (laughs) So, yeah, he finds... Oh, no, no. He finds that the Yakuza have smashed up his car. And I guess Takashi is behind it. And I'll just call him that. That's his name. And they smash up his car, but they didn't smash up the engine. It No, that's the that's the car that he wrecked in the parking garage. Oh, never dude. mind. Yeah, I'm thinking of it. It's Chekhov's car coming back from behind Han's empty right, garage. Right, thank you. I'm I'm mistaken. Okay, so don't worry. I know all of the lore. So, really, like, the, so the engine that they take out of the smash car from before, and it gives him like a really sick grin as he does it. He takes that car, that engine out, and puts it inside that uh, car that his dad's been fixing up for a while. So sorry for all that work you've been pouring into that engine, Dad. <laughs> We're gonna put some nos Man, in here. <laughs> I love that his dad's in like four scenes. It's like him yelling at Lucas Black, him yelling at Lucas Black again. Mexican standoff with the Yakuza. All right, you can have my car. <laughs> yeah. That's... that's his whole character. Anyway, this is the... <laughs> Are you winning, son? <laughs> he races for his life down Devil's Mountain. Okay, so... Uh, this is uh, the only scene in any of the Fast and the Furious movies where someone drives a good car. And uh, finally, American Muscle, we get uh, a Mustang on here. And uh, he has to learn how to drift down this winding mountain path, which, again, might as well just be the devil's backbone, uh, which is what I'm going to call it. And uh, no, you don't understand. This is DK's mountain, which is actually a course for Mario Kart. It's so fucking cool. (laughs) Just having them drift down a mountain. It's like, all right, cool. You might die on the track. And also, if you lose... You might just get murdered by Sonny Chiba and buried out here. Like, they're clearly just going through the same three turns over yeah. and over for like 20 minutes, and you don't That's care. That's my favorite thing. Give me more on their flip phones. He's just drifting and turning and donuts. Okay, try again. Okay, now try again. We're getting closer, guys. I can feel it. At one point, Han tells him that the key to drifting is to just feel it. There's a lot more to it than that. <laughs> Would not recommend using that. <laughs> Do not go into a parking lot and just feel it. Certainly not Devil's Backbone. Oh, I'm turning off my target indicator. I'm just going to close my eyes and feel the drift. Oh, Cortana guided me. He drifts right out of a third story thing. I got unfinished business. I have to find the prophet of truth and kill him to stop them from detonating the rings. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh, I got him started, buddy. Same. <laughs> Just 
Anyway, um, so everyone, all, all of our favorite video game and movie characters come together <laughs> for a big drift race at the end. Ah, uh, yes, it's his two friends and these four extras you've never seen before that helped him fix <laughs> and the car. also, uh, Takashi's uncle comes to just watch. So, wow, everyone from the Skulls came to support me. This is great. Let's just call him by his name. Hey, Hachi comes to see if his son will be any good or if he has to toss him inside a volcano. He is, he is throwing that motherfucker down a volcano tonight. DK will never inherit the Zaglatsu. I love that, like, for this entire movie to this point, there is, like, nary a cell phone to be seen. And then all of a sudden, the entire perspective of the movie changes to, oh, well, they're all watching on their phones. Right, that's my favorite thing. (laughs) Dude, you remember fucking flip phone videos and how they were basically impossible to decipher? And yet, like, the... I cannot imagine (laughs) streaming a fucking race in the middle of the night, in the middle of Japan... (laughs) to a bunch of flip phones and having anybody know what the fuck is going on. My favorite thing is on. that whatever studio produced this was just like, no, you don't understand, they're good at technology. <laughs> it's just like, you can just tell Justin Lin's like, just like pounding his fist on the table. Like, shut the fuck up, guys. It looks cool. And yeah, he, he was, was right. right. And one of the things is that like, you get some of the CGI comes into this scene. At one point, it's a little too much because they're drifting around a really tight curve that would go off a cliff. And at one point the camera goes off the cliff and I'm just like oh my god th- this is in the perspective of Lucas Black it turns out Lucas Black is fine it was just the camera went over the cliff <laughs> so Lucas Black is a better driver than uh, whoever that stuntman was so so it- <laughs> <laughs> that stuntman yeah. died so then Lewis Bl- Lucas Black did yeah if you watch the credits movie. it's just like rest in peace the camera guy <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had to finish it in his memory you know we wouldn't want his work to go yeah. undone so anyway, uh, they're racing and they're racing and they're racing and they're racing. They're drifting and they're drifting. And they're drifting and uh, Lucas Black gets the upper hand and he drifts faster than the other guy drifts. And the other guy goes over a cliff that lands also on the track and flips over and his car lands on the roof. And Lucas Black wins the day, and he is the new drift king. And uh, Takashi goes back to being Kazuya, and uh, he has a very hot summer vacation in his future. He just fucking grows devil wings. <laughs> <laughs> Could be thinking about that for the rest of my life. Oh no, my poor nephew has the V trigger inside. Him. <laughs> he just turns into the goddamn purple devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, we have to get to our little ending cameo, which is uh, one of the best parts of me. One of the things that really ties it all together. Well, Bow Wow says to him, uh, you're the new Drift King, uh, there's a new guy who wants a piece of you. Apparently he's been wasting fools up and down Asia. I don't want to know what that involves, but, uh... <laughs> don't worry Absolutely about it. He says not. he knew Han. This scene gets me hype every and time. And then you see Vin Diesel. Can you imagine being in theaters when this came out, man? And the cheers that must have erupted when you see his goofy-looking face. I really hope they do, like, a 20th anniversary of this movie. I mean, they won't, but, like, They really if? should. Just put it at the Alamo. I'll meet Thank y'all there. 100%. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a good one. That's... It fucking owns that he came back. She's like, hey, if I do this, like, two-second scene, will you let me make another Riddick movie? <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so it. here's my problem, though, <laughs> with the scene. My problem's not really with the scene. My problem is with the people who required it. Apparently, they had to insert the scene because of poor test screenings. Who the fuck was in the audience that said, well, the movie's not that good? 
And also, like, why would this be like, actually, no, I like it now. <laughs> 30 seconds of Vin Diesel will be like, actually, it's the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, maybe I was pulled and I don't remember it. That sounds like something I would do. Yeah, so, like, on one hand, it's like, you hear people didn't like this movie in test screenings. It's like, cool, I hope somebody beheaded them. But on the other hand, those fucking dumbasses got us this Vin Diesel scene. So... I, I think, yeah, we all came out of it. Right, right, for the wrong reasons. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know... Ends justify the means or something. God, now I'm just thinking about in Fury Seven after Han dies when they like go back to Tokyo for like thirty seconds, and it's supposed to take place like right afterwards. And Lucas Black looks fifty five years old. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I never knew Han was into this business. <laughs> Goodbye. Just in case you forgot, you'll be seeing him again in nine. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Oh, I'm so ready. Should have been out already. God, it's fine. I'm yeah. I kind of hope I, he has like an I old man bearded and like hair, just like he's Merlin or something. Oh, Fuck, if he just leans into it, now yeah. we're talking. Look, it's that and Godzilla vs. Kong. After that, this podcast might have an abrupt <laughs> We'll see what happens. Jury's still out. shot on, on uh, audio. Anyway. How was it? Five stars! <laughs> Blam! God, I forgot that John Cena's... Is pr- <sighs> That's so fucking it's- good. That trailer... I might watch a trailer again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... You know what? <laughs> it alternates between between being the best and stupidest thing I've ever seen 13 times. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. Oh, man. John Cena's Finn Diesel's brother. Fuck <laughs> off. It's fine, don't worry about Do it. Do we have any it's final thoughts? Family. Much like Star Wars, it's about family. Do we have any final thoughts on Tokyo Drift? <laughs> Solid. Be <laughs> <Me> familiar. <laughs> Yeah, second that. <laughs> oh, what a good fucking movie. <laughs> it's I'm ready to do it again next yeah. week. <laughs> also, big shout out to all of Universal's Fast and Furious Blu-rays, where you have to turn it up to hear the dialogue. And then every single time a car starts, it is so fucking loud. That is loud. one of my favorite things, especially like for the <laughs> opening race. He, he's just like, oh, you think your car is really fast? This looks like an $80 piece of shit. The... <laughs> It just drives away. <laughs> As someone who watches horror movies almost nightly in the middle of the night, I had to ride the volume nonstop for an hour <laughs> and forty minutes. It was an ordeal, but it felt. It so sounded good. like the tenacious D car from the drive-through sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Four chicken McNuggets. All right, cherries jubilee. That's it. Okay, so. <laughs> So, what if instead of a Hulk car, it was a Bigfoot car? Oh my god. <laughs> like, it's just covered with hair, and it's got like, a couple of his arms coming out, and you could, like, drive by someone who would knock off their door, like, <laughs> Sasquatch King. <laughs> <laughs> they call him SK. <laughs> he just rips the door off the hinges. That's the tea, sis.